yourselves why are you even here what are you doing on this earth I'd like to think I'm making a difference nobody wants to just take up space we want our lives to be meaningful we want to contribute something we want people to say there goes Lauren Kraut if it wasn't for her I'd be home watching law and order eating pudding with my fingers all right thank you very much for indulging me Lori Crowd, everyone! Hooray! Yay! All right, moving right along, your next comedian. Put your hands together for Alan Moreau! Yay! I'm at the stage Everything I thought meant something Seems so unappealing Ready for the real thing, but nobody's selling. No. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. I am alright. Mike's alright. You just seem a little W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Thanks for having me on. I'm ready to watch a full-length movie on YouTube with right. you, the audience, and you, Mike. Uh-huh. Well, you should be welcome because the show is called Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. So you are part of the show. We just heard your theme song. 
you have watched this movie that we're going to watch a couple times, we're going to yeah. watch a full-length movie on YouTube here on Mutiny Radio, where we stream first every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You're probably listening to us right now on Mutiny Radio. We have other options. You can also follow our podcast. drops every Sunday night. Just subscribe to our acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Write down that acronym and subscribe to our YouTube channel, where we sync the movie to the podcast. Because you're going to watch a full-length movie with the sound off, and you're going to listen to us at the same time. And you have three options. You can do it live, you can do it as a podcast, or you can follow our YouTube channel. And as always, we love it when you donate money to Mutiny Radio, uh, at Venmo, at Mutiny Radio. And there's a lot of great things at MutinyRadio.fm. Check it out. Of course, we follow Found Round Sound with Scotto, as always. And we love Scotto and uh, love everything he does. So, <laughs> donate to the station. Carl, I'm excited to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. What is the movie this week? We are going to watch Francis Joins the Wax, 1954. I'm sorry, audience. I'm sorry. It is Francis Joins the Wax. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. Francis is Fran. We all know that. CIS. CIS. Born a male. And then joins Spiegelman. 
Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Thanks for having me on. I'm ready to watch a full-length movie on YouTube with right. you, the audience, and you, Mike. Uh-huh. Well, you should be welcome because the show is called Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. So you are part of the show. We just heard your theme song. You have watched this movie that we're going to watch a couple of times. We're going to yeah. watch a full-length movie on YouTube here on Mutiny Radio, where we stream first every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You're probably listening to us right now on Mutiny Radio. We have other options. You can also follow our podcast. drops every Sunday night. Just subscribe to our acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Write down that acronym and subscribe to our YouTube channel, where we sync the movie to the podcast. Because you're going to watch a full-length movie with the sound off, and you're going to listen to us at the same time. And you have three options. You can do it live, you can do it as a podcast, or you can follow our YouTube channel. And as always, we love it when you donate money to Mutiny Radio, but uh, at Venmo, at Mutiny Radio. And there's a lot of great things at MutinyRadio.fm. Check it out. Of course, we follow Found Round Sound, Moscato, as always. And we love Scotto and uh, love everything he does. So... <laughs> donate to the station carl i'm excited to watch a full-length movie on youtube what is the movie this week we are going to watch francis joins the wax 1954 i'm sorry audience i'm sorry it is francis joins the wax that's what you put in the youtube search engine francis is fran we all uh, know that cis fran, uh, CIS. born a male and then joins the wac the Woman's Auxiliary Corps, 1954. Francis joins the WACS, 1954. Fran CIS. Okay, so move over, uh, Abbott and Costello and uh, Laurel and Hardy. Yeah, you've had fun with your military movies. Now there's a new gang in town, Donald O'Connor and his talking mule Francis as, wait a minute, they join a Women's Auxiliary Corps? Yeah, the Women's Auxiliary Corps. It all happens by a mistake, and it is... Oh, the rip-roarious hilarity of a fish out of water. Oh, I bet. It's funny you said Abbott and Costello because this director directed several Abbott and Costellos, but I'll save it for save after. Save it for there. Yeah. Well, I love the Abbott and Costellos. Is it Charles Lawton before we start? It is Arthur Lubin oh, is our right. director. Great. Well, I'm very excited. So here's what we want you to do. We want you to go find YouTube. We want you to type in a search engine, Francis... Joins the Wax, W-A-C-S, 1955, Four. 1954, channel we like, Make Them Laugh, the official Donald O'Connell fan page, and I would recommend subscribing to it. A lot of great Donald O'Connor movies. As you know, he's done five of these movies. Yeah. Yeah, and he's done a lot of things. He's the guy from Singing in the Rain. So we're very excited that there's a fan who posted this. So... Click that link, hit pause, move your timer to zero, zero, zero. We have a special treat coming up. Give you some time to get ready. We have a special comedian who's going to do our celebrity comedian countdown with Carl. I haven't heard this, but I know it's probably the best we ever have. So, Carl, <laughs> take it away. 
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Mike Lauro. Welcome, Mike. Hi, thank you for having me. Now, Mike, you are new to comedy. We see each other out there at the open mics on the shows that you produce. You've had me on once or twice. But how long have you been doing comedy? What got you into it? Gotcha. I've been doing it for about two and a half years now. I started, boy, it's getting loud. Uh, I started literally two weeks before the first lockdown of COVID. Ah. So yeah, so that's how, that's how it's easy for me to remember. I started like two weeks right before COVID. And I, I've always wanted to do comedy. It was something like I always just like, I always dreamed of doing, but I just never like had the confidence to. Uh-huh. And finally one day I just said, why am I waiting? So I just went into it and did it. And so what, you went to an open mic? Where was your first open mic? Yeah, so actually, uh, I, I grew up in Staten Island, so I knew a couple people that just so happened to do comedy. I knew uh, Stephen Duca, who I'm not sure if you know, and John uh-huh. Kirshner. And so I hit yeah. them up, and I was like, hey, I'm looking to start uh, stand-up. Do you have any like tips or anything you can give me or tell me like where I can go to start? And they were running an open mic at the time, so they were just like, hey, come here this day. And it was kind of just that quick. Perfect. So you are not a newbie anymore, even though maybe two years isn't so much. But I mean, I see you up there. You've got your persona and your style. You've got material. You know, are you feeling more confident nowadays? Like you're, I mean, you're in our clique, right? You're one of us. No, yeah, I feel, I feel super confident now. It was kind of like, it was one of those moments where I started feeling confident even early on, but obviously just growing my voice on stage is where I need to start getting more confidence. And that's where I'm like, I feel like I'm hitting my stride finally, which is nice. Now you are hitting your stride, not just as a comedian, but you're also a comedy producer. Uh, what got you into that? You're just making your own gigs or what got you inspired to be a producer? It was something like I've, I've wanted to just try to do my own show for a while because I always felt like it, it seemed like a fun thing to do. Uh-huh. Like and give more stage time, of course, is always good, too. So it was something that I was looking to uh, explore. And then finally, I found a place that wanted to do a show. And that's how we made it work. Nowadays, you do a regular show at High Jinx. High Jinx. It's H-I-G-H Jinx because it's a it's a um, uh, it's a dispensary. Tell us about that show, when it is, where it is, and how you got into it. Yeah, so actually, I went on uh, Facebook. They have all these groups for all different neighborhoods, like around Jersey, New York, things like that. And I kind of just put in those groups. So I was like, hey, I'm a local comedian. I'm looking to do a comedy show. Do you know if any bars or restaurants or anything are looking to do a show? And the owners of where I do my comedy show, Scarlet Reserve Room, they hit me up and they were like, hey, we would love to do a comedy show. If you want to come through, we could talk about it. So that's what happened. I, I basically, they com- they commented on that post. And then like a week later, I went there and we talked about it and we got it figured out. Now, this is hijinks? Yeah. Okay. Now, that's in uh, Red Bank, New Jersey, right? Tell everybody what day of the week it is and time. And, you know, it's every, it's not once a month, it's once a week, right? So it was, we were doing them once every other week, but now we're going to start doing uh, one paid show per month, and that's going to be every fourth Friday of the month, and that you can pay for admission as well as pay for a pre-rolled joint because it is 420 friendly. 
Yeah, it's very 420 friendly. <laughs> I'm not admitting on this podcast that I purchased uh, marijuana there, but I did purchase marijuana there. <laughs> I really appreciate you booking me on that show. Now, one of the other of things I wanted to get to, I wanted to promote your podcast. Now, it's called Better Off Drunk. And who is your co-host and where can people find this? Uh, Steve Picaro is my co-host of that. And he's a great great dude great comic you can find that on youtube for the videos and then you can find it anywhere you can listen to podcasts as well okay so better off drunk you recommend youtube though because they can see the video but it's any any of those serve you know i i uh pod apple podcasts and uh um what spotify yeah it's on spotify apple podcasts any of those i definitely recommend the video though because so the idea of the podcast is me and steve have two other comedians come on and then we just play drinking games so it's a lot of fun to watch us play the drinking games it's, it's a lot harder to p- follow it when you're uh listening and then when you're watching the video you can play along with us so yeah that's perfect and things are better off when you're drunk so better exactly, off man. that's the motto <laughs> okay now matt, matt uh, mike how can people find you out there on social media on the internet do you have a website your instagram handle Give us the lowdown. How can people follow you and go to shows? Yeah, so you guys can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at, at Mike Loro Comedy. And then on Facebook as well, Mike Loro. Uh, you can also follow the Hijinks Comedy at, at Hijinks Comedy on Instagram. And so you can follow us anywhere. You can follow the Hijinks to get tickets and go to the show. Or you can follow me just for laughs and go to my other shows. It's L-A-U-R-O, Loro. L-A-U-R-O. Okay, great. Okay, well, thank you for being on, Mike. Now, everyone at home is poised to watch this movie at the same time as we do here in the studio. So everyone at home must press play at the exact same time as we do here in the studio. So why don't you go ahead, Mike Loro, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. All right, guys, let's get it going. You're going to hit the button when I hit go, okay? You're going to say three, two, one, go. Thank you, Celebrity Comedian, for that Celebrity Comedian countdown, and best of luck to you. Best of luck to you, Comedian. Yes, Comedian, thank you for your URL and your background and your service. We're ready to watch a movie. Time to watch Francis the Talking Mule. Yeah, man. Wow, man. This this film is whack. (laughs) What was the whackness? Woman's Auxiliary Corps. Chill Wills. Yeah. Now he's the voice of uh, Francis the Talking Mule. Yeah. Now in the other films, he was the voice. There were seven of them. He was the voice and he was uncredited because back then they just didn't credit voiceovers. Why? Why? I don't know. But in this film, he's credited because he plays a general. And because he has the same voice as the mule, they play with that a lot. A lot of the times... It's never explained why, and it's never clearly, uh, I guess, I guess they think, you know, they're winking at the audience. The audience understands it's his voice. Does, do they make jokes about it? Like, so they're like fourth wall breaking a little? Um, a little bit. Now this is the view of the 9-11 bombers. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. Uh, The Pentagon. 
Now, look, it's been 21 years, people. Calm down. I can make a joke. It's been 21 years. Right. Come on. Don't you remember they bombed the Pentagon, too? And they bombed that field in Pennsylvania. What devastation. They did it. Well, that was not intentionally the the people. If I remember that movie right. Oh, I thought they were trying to kill the crops for this season. Did you ever see that movie, Depressing Plane movie, where they uh, <laughs> based on the true life story? Nope. You know what I'm talking about? They had no, a movie it a about 9-11. Yeah. I think I heard of it because it's all about how they take them down. I don't think I ever want to watch that movie. Now, this is our star, Peter Sterling, and he is Donald O'Connor. He's so young looking. Now, he was in the other films in the army. And here, he's in the reserves, he works at a bank, and they're calling him back to duty. And he won't go! He won't go! Oh, that's freezing right there, buddy. That's bad? Yeah. They can't do this to me. They can't do this to me. If they want me, they're going to have to come I'm mistaken, he hits the alarm. Uh-huh. Bank robbery. He stepped on the button. That was so, um... Well... Oh, now I'm not going to do it, Carl. I'm not going to do it. Cut to the next scene. You're in full military right. uniform on a train. On a train heading yeah. to duty. Fort Chase. Hmm. Southern. Yeah, you don't have to tell me this is a Southern movie. Southern California. Look at those. We're, we're uh, certainly trees. not South, right? I mean, yeah, Southern California, I guess. This okay. was filmed completely. This was in San Diego, Van Nuys. And it was in Universal Studios. And... Oh, no. Donkey's ass. Mule's ass. Well, who could that be? <laughs> yeah, we can't make our joke. Uh, you, this guy's a little horse. <laughs> oh, yeah, because he just won't shut up. Because he's a mule. Now, coincidentally, he sees his old mule friend, Francis. Yeah, who also got into the wax, right? Well, it's really a dumb plot point. Somehow he heard that the computer screwed up and Peter Sterling was getting signed to the, assigned to the wax. So he got himself there assigned to the animal experiment, exper- experiments department mm. just so he could get there and get his friend Peter out of trouble. It's the dumbest plot point ever. Animal experiments, man, that's fun. They feed you some fucked up sugar cubes. <laughs> you got like a horse boner the first time, your mane's growing out. Then you eat the placebos and you're crashing. Ooh, look, we Oops. just bumped into our main That's a terrible hero. This is Captain Jane Parker. She is Julie Adams in real life, and she's our main whack. Wait, she's named after the Star Trek captain? No, she's... Oh, you're thinking of Picard. This is no. Captain... I'm thinking of Jane. Yeah, right. Right. Jane what? Jane Way. Jane Way. No, Jane Jane Way. I never watched that series Voyager. I thought they're just ripping me off. They're just trying to squeeze another Star Trek out of me. They're still mm-hmm. doing that. They're yes, still, they are. They're still fucking you up. They're still saying. No, I'm we... fucking them up. I'm not watching the new Star Trek. Wait a minute, Carl. Oh, well, that's great. Look at that guy. Love yeah, it. that was funny, right? Yeah. I now like here that. comes Jane again, and there's going to be more trouble. Jane Way. Oh, I can't date you. Too much baggage. 
<laughs> Guess what? In respect, I respect this film in that there isn't any dating. There isn't any love interest. Right. It doesn't. Le oh, look what he's oh, going to no. <laughs> That old gag. Running out of train gags. Darn it. Darn it. Oh, now her uniform's all wet. Are you okay? Oh, fine. Just fine. MP, MP's going to fucking drag him away. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, buddy. You, so you saw it was an accident. Yes, but a little dignity. Leave her a little dignity. Yeah. Oh, I guess the MP stands for man police. You did good. <laughs> Don't let her see this. Peter Sterling, he's lieutenant. Lieutenant. Let me write that because I keep. So he's in the reserve. So was there a war going on? Korean War? Uh, there was the Korean War. I'm not clear on the dates of it, right. but he will not be. He's not going up to the front line. It's so strange. These war comedies war after World War II. Yeah. Now, here we have a funny joke. This is like a wax. He's expecting all these women to show up to get transferred. So he goes, one minute, please. Let the ladies in first. Like, and then he takes a look and, like, you're a man, but he doesn't say it. He's just like, huh? Huh? Where you got a dick? Women? He looks at his dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's like, There's, I see a bulge in your pants. Yeah, I leaned over. Luggage. Back in luggage. Excess luggage. So he goes, here's his orders. This paperwork seems to be okay. And And look, you know, Peter Sterling is oblivious that he's assigned to the wax. I mean, why would he think that, you know? Right. Then he yeah. goes, his papers are in order. It came from Washington. He said, George or Martha. <laughs> oh, right. Is he Glenn or Glenda? I guess that movie came out around the same time. I always think of the cheap trick song from the wax, you know, Surrender. Yeah, you were, because that song is so complicated and switches so many gears. I don't remember any of the words, especially because that's the part where it's like the sing-along part where everyone knows, except who knows that was the lyrics other than yourself. Yeah, well, mommy's all right, daddy's all right. They just seem a little weird. Everyone sings along with yeah. that. Surrender. The lyrics are weird. Uh, the lyrics don't rhyme on purpose. They no, None of the lyrics rhyme in the film, in the, in the song, and it's so awkward sounding. I did have the opportunity to see them live, and they did that song, and it was just fucking balls to the wall great. Oh, that's it, terrific. It's part of that song. It's a, it just turns into another song halfway through. But I you know. Were saying, I really think that is a cheap trick. That is a, such a cheap trick. I think they they named that song after me because I didn't tip a prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> so you can you say the lyric, though? Because people won't even remember it. Uh... uh... Daddy says your mother's right. She's really up on things. Why, before we married, mommy served in the wax in the Philippines. Now, I had heard that the wax recruited all maids for the war, but mommy isn't one of those. I've known her all these years. That's Mommy's a great all right. song. All right. And the, the, the thing about that song is that it just works on so many different levels, right? You're a young kid and you're just screaming it. And then when you're a parent, you're like, yeah, god damn it. Yeah, you catch yeah. your parents having sex to your kiss records. Damn it. <laughs> what your Paul Stanley solo album? Yeah, for the first time ever. No, it was Numbers Up. Numbers Up was the Kiss record they were rocking and rolling. Yeah. So now he's discovered that he's in the wax. What the fuck? 
This is a starlet, okay? Um, her name is uh, Mamie Van Doren, and she's alive today. She's one of the only people who's still alive today, and she was like a real sex symbol. Yeah, rock and roll high, rock and roll high school, rock and roll confidential was a great movie with her. Well, I didn't catch that one, but that sounds exactly right. Uh, best remembered for. For the rock and roll juvenile delinquency exploitation film Untamed Youth in 57. She was in Voyage to the Planet of the Prehistoric Women. Oh, was she a visitor or prehistoric women? I can only assume. And she's being all cutesy here. Like, they're expecting a A bunny Sterling. And obviously, Peter Sterling's not, whoa, oh my goodness. Oh, Jesus Christ. She was only 85% dressed. <laughs> now, here's okay. our top dog lady. Okay. She is Major Louise Simpson. And she was like a sexy, sexy starlet too in the 40s. But now it's the 50s and she plays more matronly roles. Nice. Now, we all know. This is still our main whack, the one who got all doused with water. Uh, Julie Adams, yeah. Now, why do they have a Star of David with an A on it? Um, for asshole? I don't know the answer. Jewish, Jewish asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to wear it on your sleeve, boys. Hey, did you just sleep with my Jewish wife? Nah, why would you say that? Because you got a Scarlet A on a Star of David on your shirt. Oh, yeah. That's right. It's an adulterer's. Yeah, you always sleep with Jewish men. Jewish married men. Was David King David the one who sent who had the affair with uh, Jezebel and sent the the? No, that wasn't King no. David. It was a different one. Okay, never mind. That would work for the A. Yeah, right, Jezebel. Jezebel. Now look at that clock on the wall. I swear to God, it's like elementary and high school when we were growing up. Oh, uh, it looks like it's not four twenty anymore, Carl. You can stop smoking. <laughs> Now she's getting offended with like, uh, I think you wax are great in your place. You know, we're getting a lot of- Oh, Battle of the Sexes in this movie. Yeah, we're getting a lot of, see, he never means anything sexist, but they always get offended and take it sexist. The thing is, it is sexist, but he's just repeating the no, the, the, the zeitgeist of the day, you know? Uh, Go ahead, listen to him worm a yeah. little. They're just wonderful in their place. In their place! The fuck? Well, I'm just saying it could be anywhere. It could be here. It could be in the kitchen. In the kitchen! (laughs) Hello, sick symbol. Turn it up because it's fun. No, no, no. Not yet. It's a star. She goes, what? Is something wrong? And she goes, not yet. Well, the candidate in the course of your duties with us, you will be in contact with the women of this battalion. Yeah, don't you fuck them. Any yeah. Incidents. But you're saying he, he doesn't fuck any of them. He doesn't. Oh, yes, yes. They used to sell a snake. I can imagine. Yeah. I used to take some of them home with me. You did? Oh, yes. You did? Oh, yes. Miss! I'm sorry, but it's been 10 minutes without a fucking talking donkey, and I'm going through withdrawal. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we're not going to meet this donkey. Well, it's coming up. He's going to go to his quarters. He's going to go to sleep tonight, and donkey's going to show up and explain himself. Now, have you ever seen the movie Hot to Trot? 
The Bobcat Goldwaith. John Candy is a talking horse. He got credit as Don oh. Horse. Should uh, I see he, it? Yeah, I'll tell you why. It's one of the worst movies you'll ever see. Oh, Abney right. Coleman's in it. He, uh, I did not enjoy that experience. Virginia Manson is a professional actor, though. I read an interview with Dabney. He couldn't say anything nice about the Talking Horse movie. He has buck teeth in the movie. Dabney. Okay. And uh, Gilbert Gottfried plays the veterinarian at the end of the movie. <laughs> He's got the horse on like a dentist chair. Now turn your head and cough. Uh, I sound a little hoarse. Doctor, you should listen to yourself. Yeah, yeah no, it's... there's this one scene in which the general, who's the voice of the horse, yeah, get or the mule, gets like horse, and I don't understand why he does. Okay, now we're gonna see the mule. Finally, sorry, you got to open a window so the mule can show up. Right. It's like every Mr. Ed episode. It's like yeah, Mr. Ed. Yeah, I think that Mr. Ed totally ripped off this series. Yeah, the absolutely. Thing is, Director Arthur Lubin did it. So Oh, so it's the same creative forces. No, okay. it's just Director Arthur Lubin. Several Abbott and Costello films, Phantom of the Opera in 43, wow. the Francis the Talking Mule series, and he created the Talking Horse TV series, Mr. Ed. So is he ripping himself off? I don't think no, so. No, it's just an evolution. He's like, you can see the peanut butter falling out of the, the donkey's mouth. Um, that's right. They, to credit to this film, they don't do too many tricks with right. like, doing it in reverse, then forward, then reverse. Uh, it's pretty good. You see the way he's got his mouth going there? It's Yeah, it looks good. They're not faking it. They're it is this Mr. Ed thing where suddenly they're talking at a window and the horse comes in or they're at a, you know some area where the horse could just kind of show stable. up. Stable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, stable. So now oh, I... he's, he's explaining the thin plot that he found out he was in trouble and came to look for him. He had to get himself assigned to the animal experiments department. It's, it's kind of cheap. But I mean, it's our... What is this? This is our fifth edition. You know, I was thinking, I was thinking about that too. Like Police Academy Five, I think was up. Uh, maybe Miami. Uh, when they go to Miami. Okay. Well, I mean, this film is no slouch. Uh, this film did better than. Um, uh, uh, okay, wait. Let me find it exactly. Um, hey. hey, hey. What's this? See, they overheard the horse, uh, the mule, so they think there's a woman in there. Ugly as a mule. And I heard she's Not stubborn as a mule. Oh, donkey. Okay, donkey. It's not jumping out and biting me, but this film did better than the sequel number two and number three and number four. This one had good box office. No, okay. I... I really wanted to do a Francis the Talking Mule movie uh, on our show because I, I've always heard about this. So I wanted to find the most interesting one. I didn't want to find, like, I didn't want us just to watch another drab one. Gotcha. And I picked this because of Zazu Pitts, who's a regular. Uh, Mamie, Mamie Van Doren, who I read on IMDb, did not want to be in this movie. 
she did not want to be in this movie and she had clint eastwood was her friend uh let me like i said she's still alive and she's trying so hard to be a sex symbol today she has like plastic surgery and stuff mammy van dorden didn't want to be in the film but she was contracted to universal and had to do it Clint Eastwood was her friend of hers and found out she was in it, asked her to help him get a part. She said, God, why are you trying to get into that movie? I'm trying to get out of it. The only reason anyone starred in that film, because they were forced to do it. Well, he was in Joins the Navy, I believe. He was in a Francis movie. Clint Eastwood. I believe, yeah. But we saw Clint Eastwood in uh, Bonzo Goes to College, too. Clint, what? Clint Eastwood, was... wasn't he in Bonzo Goes to College? No. Was he no. involved? No, no, I would have. I would have been all over that shit. I thought I saw a movie where he was holding a monkey. It well, must have been a tang in any which way but lose. <laughs> Is that what you mean? It's not what Bef- you mean. Yeah, it was before that. He's like a tall drink of water, like the young Clint Eastwood. Yeah, I guess I don't know about that. Okay, so <clears throat> by mistake, this woman is in the same bunker as him. And <clears throat> he's about to go, excuse me, and she'll go, ah, you know, that kind of thing. And the MPs run in and take him to the, the um, major's office. And, oh, I'm sorry to disturb you. Ah, ah. But it's, it's too dark. Ah. Let's see, scream. Some cute 50, 1950s uh, styles. Yes. Yeah. Nobody in here, huh? Look, he puts his head under because it's a comedy. <laughs> oh, shit. It's the Madam Police. <laughs> MPs. Ms. Police. Ms. Pac-Man. Yeah, Ms. Pac-Man. <laughs> I know what you're thinking, but it isn't true. Now, I know what you're thinking, but it isn't true. Then he comes into this office and goes, I know what you're thinking, but it isn't true. Isn't it obvious that this was all error and that he, he a guy is in a lady's auxiliary? No, they know it's a mistake and they're getting him transferred out, but he's spending the night, you know, and... They didn't realize that he might cause trouble, like having one guy in there. But he was supposed to be isolated in his own barracks, and it was a screw-up that that woman came and got the job. They do that a lot. Two incidences one night? Two incidents? Now, she was a... This woman in the 30s and 40s was like a statuesque, sexy man-killer. She was in 150 movies. Wow. She's got two stars on the Walk of Fame because when her movie career started to dry up because she got older and she wasn't, she couldn't play. Yeah. She turned to television and she got real smart. So she got two stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. So one star has a film uh, projector. Yeah. And then the other one has a TV set. Yes. Was she on Um, radio? Does she have a radio one? She doesn't. Commenting on her other woman roles, Barry once said, I seem to be a woman always with a gun in her purse. I'm terrified of guns. Oh my God, I go from what? What? Francis was out the window. You missed it. Yeah, and he what he's doing is saying like, nice ass, toots. Go ahead, play it. And she's like, how dare you? Yeah, you're the one with the nice ass. That's really gold-bricking. 
before I tried to tell her. I can see right here what you tried to tell them. That a mule talked to you. They didn't believe me. And neither would I. So don't pull any of that mule hanky-packy around here. <laughs> mule hanky-packy. Yes. I mean, oh, yes, ma'am. For lack of clear-cut evidence, I will not press charges against you. But let me make one thing quite plain. Until you are transferred out, you're a whack officer. You will think as we do and do as we do. Everything? Everything. That is whack. You want me to whack off? You want to whack? Yeah, because they say whack officer, and you hear whack off a lot. <laughs> I forgot about whack officer. <laughs> mother says your mother's right. She's really up on things. Why, before we married, mommy served in the wax in the Philippines. That's right, yeah. Hey, all right. Now, in the movie, I don't understand why he comes out in his bathroom. It's right, he is in the military. There isn't some mistake. He comes out and joins the troops in his... I don't understand why you're wearing a skinny tie and Speedo. I mean, just because you're playing Cheap Trick doesn't mean, like... <laughs> uh. Now, yeah. I had heard the wax recruited old maids for the war. But mommy Look at that. He's at least wear a shirt, Donald. But for what? Why does he come out like that? I don't get it. Now he's like, gonna fall in line and do the exercises with them. He's like, oh, it's a big mistake, and that's why I'm naked. You can wear some clothes, goddammit. Did he not think that he had to go for military training in the morning? I don't know, and I don't know why he comes out like this. And they're giggling. There's our main whack, our captain. Yeah, she looks great. That haircut. Let's see here. That's a mean Parker. Now she was in everything, man. She was all over TV. Was that Sazu Pitts? No, Zazu Pitts is like a wacky lady who's in the infirmary, she's with the animals, and she was in the first movie. She's reprising her role. On the fifth movie. Yes. So the um, sixth and seventh movie, the director went on to do Mr. Ed, and Donald and Chill Wills wasn't in it. It was Mickey Rooney. Mr. Ed was a movie, not just a TV no, show? No, no, but when they did Francis, uh, Francis in the Haunted House, and I think oh. the other, it was Mickey Rooney taking over, and it was... Really? Uh, Paul Freer did the last voice, the, the famous uh, voice talent from Disney. You recognize his voice. 